0: Hello everybody and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Colin Gilmartin and I am filling in for the amazing Tom Tall Cunningham this week. My co host is Tim Chin and he's gonna be joining us uh after a minute. Um a little bit about me. When I was twenty years old I faced the reality of spending a lot of my adult life in the New Hampshire State prison due to uh the 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 lack of of information that I was dealing with at the time. Um, you know, fortunately enough for me, I was able to kind of get the picture here through a, a long term treatment center and was introduced to the Napoleon Hill uh, philosophy of individual achievement. I recently wrote a book called Dream Training, and uh, I spend my time mentoring, teaching, coaching, and leading a generation of young people to think and dream big. Um, today, we have doctors Rob and Janelle Alex, PhDs, who are mentoring couples around the universe as best-selling authors. Their newest releases are the Mission Date Night Adventure Series. I can't wait to dive into that. Together, they have authored over 125 books, including the brand-new uh, Mission Date Night Adventures, Sexy Challenges Series, the Intimate Adventure Series, Collaborate, with your soul inspiring couples in the business and in love uh and many more. Uh their programs and workshops include intimate wealth, secret money power, secret animal power, shape your relationship and transcendent love making. Man, we have got a awesome show today. So, tell us Rob and Janelle, how did you get into this?
1: Oh my gosh. That's a big question. Um as far as being entrepreneurs, I started out um, at 19 years old, so a little over 25 years ago. Wow. And, um, yeah. So I did. I started my first company at 19. It had nothing to do with relationships. Definitely had to, well, unknowingly to me, unwittingly, was I helping kiddos. I was helping kids connect to um, their core selves, that truest part of themselves, because I taught dance for 20 years. So it seems very different. Though I do also think when we dance, we're very much connecting to our sexual energy. Now, I know, that sounds all twisted because I just talked about kids. So let's not go there and make it all stupid. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I did that for 15 years, sold that business. By that point, Rob and I had uh, met and gotten married, and um, we had a business together as well at that point. Again, had nothing to do with relationships yet. Um, But as I went to graduate school, because I didn't do the traditional and go to college early, right? I opened my business. (laughs) Um, But when I did go back to school and went on to graduate school, then I came across an article on um, transcendent sex and I passed it off to my husband. I call him Mr. Frisky and I said, you have to read (laughs) this. And um, he ended up having a transcendental lovemaking experience with me and he ended up having what I consider a spiritual awakening. And so I know he's going to share here in a minute but he had already started on the path of creating the Sexy Challenges series and, you know, starting on that path of beginning to help couples and and so forth. And so by the experiences that we shared together and the education that we both had experienced, of course, as time come along, (laughs) um, we just realized that that's the path we're supposed to be taking. That's the direction that we're supposed to be taking. And, of course, having been entrepreneurs the majority of our lives, we also, and especially doing it as partners, um, you know, business partners or romantic partners, both. We also know how much better your business can be when your relationship is amazing.
0: Right. Well, and and as, to mirror what Janelle said, I started my first business at 16 years old, um, and it, it blossomed from there. And we we took over our, my family's business, um, uh, brick and mortar business mm-hmm. at that time um when we got together but in about 2009 i started a blog called the couple spot and i cuz i was really interested in um relationships i started some i did some studies at penn state university where i was studying business and um and sexual relations and um, not together <laughs> well um at the same time anyhow but, <laughs> but but um, that let me, I, I always knew I wanted to have this great relationship. Um, we grew up in a part of the country in Indiana where the general consensus was once you got married, your life was all downhill. You know, there was no excitement. It was just go to work, you know, and wait till you retire. Well, I I knew there was something more than that. So in 2009, I started the the, the Couple Spot blog um, to reach out to couples and say, no, there's more than just that hum-haw. Relationship blues that you get into once you get married. And then um, about a year later, I started writing Sexy Challenges, um, trying to get, you know, put that spark back in relationships. And then after I had that transcendental lovemaking experience Mm -hmm. that Janelle talked about, I started bringing the spiritual piece into all of this. And um, and as spiritual, I don't want to talk, I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about. Um, you know, ancient teachings, the Kama Sutra, um, you know, stuff to make Native American Indians and Tantra, all kinds (laughs) of things, just bringing it into that because I thought it was vitally important. And even to the point, you know, I know you guys are associated with this, but a book I read by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, has a wonderful excerpt in there about how important your relationship is to your business Mm -hmm. life. Right. Mm -hmm. Right, right. and so, you know, it just all sort of blossomed, and then Janelle and I started doing this together, and oh, my gosh, we've got, <laughs> we've worked on so many things and have had so much information um, that we've passed between us that mm-hmm. now we're passing out to the world. It's just a beautiful experience. Yeah.
1: So, together, I guess we've been, um, about the last five years, we've been working on, you know, focusing on couples together. <laughs>
0: Excellent. So, how long have you been married?
1: Oh, Rob, <laughs> I, I think I've almost got it. We're interviewed so often, and I for, laugh
0: for 13 years we've been oh married. Gosh. <laughs> excellent.
1: So I laugh because I'm not. The, he's more romantic than I am.
0: So
1: <laughs> I, that's one of those things where you know the stereotype is the guy I can't remember the anniversary, the date, or the yeah, the, the date. Of, no, that's me. I'm <laughs> so <when is> it? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, but
0: it's true. <laughs> that's excellent. So I got a question for you, Doctor Rob. How? What is your favorite? What is your favorite uh, challenge in your latest book? Your, um, your mission date night adventure series is that? Is it, uh, is it? A, tell mm-hmm. us about the book. Okay, the mission date night series are our short books. There's three of them out right now. We've just started those about a month ago, but basically what they are they're they're, um, done for you dates they give you this fun um fun-filled night of experiencing these great these great things with your partner there's a little bit of a scavenger hunt involved in there there's Hi, some that, you know there could be some trivia they're all different so it's hard to just uh, pigeonhole them into one thing and say you're going to get all this um, there's some exercises in there to improve your relationship and then there's also Um, An intimate bonus that you can get uh, online that's not in the book after you complete the challenge. So it's a way for couples to get back into that dating mentality and having that fun that they most everybody had when they were dating or getting to know each other and have lost as the relationship goes on
1: and on. So, you know, I know they come in an ebook format, but I definitely, and Rob said it, that there's so much more than ebooks as far as that goes. Um, now, the challenges, the sexy challenges, um, there's 88, I think, or yes. something like that, of those out there because they've been for a number of years. And the format is similar with those as far as how you can download them. But again, um, they're ideas. And there's some really cool insight and information and can open your mind to some different things as well. Um now mind you the sexy challenges there is a print version available mm-hmm. um a compilation of the first fifty. Um one of these days we'll get the, the hundredth one done and then we'll um put the well, compilation up. <laughs> but the so there's there's we have a favorite, you know, we have favorites there. And then of course with the Mission Date night adventures, which the mission date night adventures I like to say think James Bond and think Austin <laughs> Powers. And they meet. <laughs> So, not just the guys, but of course, you know the the beautiful ladies as well in that piece. So you get to—I I don't like to call it role play because people go Ooh, and go way a different direction with it. So they get to step into that spy thing, and you get to play and kind of have some fun if you want to in that way. And so um, it really creates an opportunity for—I say passion, but it doesn't even have to be physical passion in that sense. Right. If you don't want to go
0: that way, <laughs> right. I think that's fantastic. Napoleon Hill said, hey, it only takes one idea to change your life. So (laughs) I'm going to say this to my co-host, Tim, today. Hey Tim, anything is possible here.
2: Oh, yes, yes. I believe that. I believe that. Uh, Doc, I'm from a different background uh, and also a, a different profession, so I'm... Really embarrassed here talking about sex. <laughs> 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 when it comes to discussing, when it comes to discussing about sex subject, I'm really embarrassed. And my question yeah. to you, Doc, both of you, uh, should men like men or women at or around my age, say 50 and up, you know, uh, uh, should be embarrassed about, about uh, seeking help from professional like yourself? And one other thing, I would like to. Address one particular question to um, Dr. Rob Alex. Now, why does Janelle call you Mr. Frisky? Well, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what uh, what, what have you done? What have you yeah, done to deserve uh, that? Good. To deserve <laughs> that know. title?
0: Um, well, I, I think it kind of speaks for itself. But I am uh, <laughs> a very uh, sensual, and
1: um, he's a very sexual being. He has a higher sex drive than I do. Simply put, yeah. Um, so you know, over the years, we just learned how to have to balance that for us. And um, because it's and not you know, we don't have to talk about sex all the time today, mind you. But um, you know, you have to figure that out in your relationship because. And I'm answering for Robin. Uh, no, That's, like, that's why,
0: why I call you that. Well, and to answer the first part of that question, too, to be um, embarrassed or, you know, not to worry about your sex life is, or to seek help with it is just crazy. I mean, sex is one of the most powerful energies in our universe. Mm-hmm. And be it. You know, in your relationship, um, it helps with your business. As Again, I'll, I'll go back to Napoleon Hill talking about that and how important it is for the man and woman to be, you know, intimate with each other. And intimacy doesn't necessarily mean sex it means it can, be, it can be that physical intimacy, but it can be mental in intimacy. It can be um, just emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of intimacies that you can bring into your life, which not only helps your relationship, your sex life, but it helps your business. It helps your, you know, if you're, you can attract money. We like to sometimes joke around and say it's the sexual law of attraction <laughs> um, because it can bring things into your life that, you know, just might not be there if you don't have that energy around.
1: And Tim, here's the cool part. Especially if you're not comfortable telling even your closest friends that your you know, your sex life is great and hey, guess what? It's making me more confident. I'm able to solve problems easier. I'm more creative in my business. No one has to know. It's just between you in your partner, your romantic partner, nobody actually has to know that you've even, you know, sought advice or sought teachings or sought help, I don't know call it, and you certainly don't have to tell anybody that you're practicing it that way. Um unless you just want to. Unless you want to tell people. <laughs> so I think it's kind of a secret ingredient. It's like we have these secret powers that no one knows about. <laughs> well let me
0: let me just say this. One of our one of my favorite sexy challenges is be, is called Become the Warrior. Um, and it's based on a Native American tradition where the women would make love to the, the braids or the warriors before they would go off to battle to protect them. Mm-hmm. And we have brought that into modern day. So, like, if you have a big business presentation to do the next day, we encourage you to make love and have mm-hmm. this wonderful, passionate night because then you carry that energy with you into your meeting. It gives you that confidence. It gives you that boost of adrenaline, all those things to go into that meeting with. You, you know the the best experience you can have. Wow! So there you go, there you go, Tim. The next big sales uh, meeting. We're, we're, gonna, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna
2: follow back up with you <laughs> see how it we went. <laughs> I, I have I have to bring. To, I have to I have to sit in the front of the uh <laughs> those beautiful women to have that feeling. <laughs> Oh, yeah, go ahead, Colin, go ahead. So I I have a question for kind of for both of you. Uh, What is the
0: biggest misunderstanding between couples and sexual relations?
1: Mm, I think one of the biggest things is that we have to be normal. And, you know, my question always is what the heck is normal? Because, you know, um, we kind of – hound cosmopolitan magazine but they're bad about and they're not the only ones of course but bad about having these little quizzes and and saying oh 59 percent of men do this or whatever and of course then there's just the media you know we watch that we see it constantly see television commercials for hey take this particular pill because you have sexual dysfunction and there's so many things that we're constantly told that we're not normal or that we have a dysfunction we have a physical problem which, you know, your relationship, not just the physical relationship, but that emotional relationship, and I and Rob mentioned the mental intimacy, because there's that uh, intellectual conversations that you should hopefully be having with one another. Those things are so much more than something that can be fixed with a pill. Um, Yes, sometimes we have biological biological issues, and sometimes we need um, help in those ways, of course, but, and I think that's the biggest misconception that so many people fall under is that it has to be this way and this is what's normal. And, of course, the other big one that tells you this is normal and you should only do it this way are various different religious traditions. Obviously, yeah. um, the, some some have more um, you know radical views or really more rigid views, and so it depends. And, and, of course, I'm not saying one religion over the other because there's different views within all of each of those, right? So those things get you know, really kind of put into our minds or our parents perhaps even taught us those things or those authoritative figures. So we would then in that case perhaps feel like, oh, I can't talk about it. It's inappropriate to talk about or um, and it's not a beautiful thing. It's dirty. And so there's those pieces. And when you think you don't fit and that you're abnormal or if you think your partner is like, oh, whoa, you're a freak. That's weird. Don't do that then you're going to cause problems. And how sad for yourself that you have to try to compare yourself to others. And it's just, unfortunately, part of society. We try to move past it. We try to encourage others to move past it, but it's easier said than done. Well,
0: I, I think another thing to add here is the um, fairytale mentality that, you know, when you find the right person, everything is perfect, and your sex life is just bottle rockets and fireworks all the time. Even when you're over and, 50 years yeah. and, <laughs> that's not the case. I mean, even the best relationships, sometimes their sex isn't that great. I mean, you know, it's just, but they don't stop having it or they don't think that something's wrong. I think those are the misconceptions. If you have a, you know, a night of passion that doesn't turn out how you want it to, you think there's something wrong in your relationship. It's not the case. You know, just as in everything we do, we're going to have ups and downs. And I'm not meaning to use the pun there, but but it's uh, it's it's not all perfect and once we get past that fairy tale mentality of you know, it's gotta be a, a- beautiful house with a white picket fence and, you know, meeting at the door and kissing and having supper. You know, life's not like that. We have our ups and downs and there's no fairy tales out there.
1: Well, Colin, I want one more thing to share here. I want to, because it's popping into my head and I want to really bring it up because Rob and I are often asked this because we talk so much about how having a great relationship can boost your business. And so we constantly are asked, gosh should you separate the two do you need to keep you know your business life and your uh, relationship completely separate um and of course then we're also asked should you keep your business life out of the bedroom but um you know they have to be integrated in a way that fits you beautifully so you're each individual and then that means that your relationship in that sense has its own individual you know individuality it's different from everyone else you're all unique so you have to figure out what works for you, yes, there are times that you're going to need to seek guidance and seek help from other people that resonate with you, that makes sense to you. Um, because it is sometimes, obviously, especially if you get into the conversation around the physical intimacy, that can be very uncomfortable for some people. Mind you, just asking questions and having to go, I need help. I don't even know how to be close to my partner. On an emotional level, that can be a very difficult thing for people to ask for help with as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's excellent. Um, I think that uh, yeah, we try to add, we try to look at how life uh, unfolds for us, and then try to break it down into uh, or to compartmentalize it into. You know, that's just one side of the relationship, and this is another side. The question I've got a question for you, and my girlfriend is is probably she's chomping at the bit waiting for me to ask this. But what would you say to a couple who, I mean, you alluded to it earlier. Ha, one person has a bigger, uh, you know, a bigger sex drive than the other, how would you, how would you address both parties in the relationship? Well, I mean, just as in business, we have to compromise. There's not, you know, like using Janelle and I as an example, you know, we can't go and say, okay, uh, I want to make love this much, or I want to do these things, and we can't And I don't expect her to jump over and say, okay, this is what you want, so I will do that. And on the opposite side, you know, her views are very different, and what she needs and what she wants are different from mine, and I can't jump over and say, okay, we're going to do everything that you want and do it the way you want. We have to meet somewhere in the middle and go, okay, this feels, you know, we've both given and we've both taken a little bit, so this is where it feels comfortable for us. But
1: this is going to go back to communication, but I'm going to take it a step back further. You have to be connected to yourself. You have to know what your wants, needs, and expectations are. And a lot of that, again, is going to go back to the, you know, your society, cultural beliefs, uh, perhaps religious or lack thereof, or spiritual or lack thereof beliefs. Um, those things all come into play. So there are so many things and as a woman we get stereotyped that okay I'm a mom I am a business owner you know I'm busy crazy busy and somehow I'm supposed to be this amazing sexy wife on top of all that it's not the easiest thing to do you can't just go nope, I'm, I'm I'm there and it's, and I want to say too It's not always just the woman that feels that way. A lot of men feel the same way. They need to feel very connected and have those emotional communications and connections with their partner before they can just go, hey, let's go get busy and let's have a fun time that way. So, you know, again, that goes back to the individual piece. Um, But Rob said it, he kind of wrapped it up. Because when you first ask it, you know, I just kind of in a snarky way, the first thing that come into my mind was meet in the middle. But, yeah, that's, again, easier said than done. So oftentimes you need some little help, you know, you need somebody to kind of say, "Hey, you know, I mentor you through it and get you to those places. Um, and then so try to just wrap that up in a shorter way there. You have to know yourself. I'm just going to repeat that. You've got to know you and then honor your partner. So I'm not making it short there. I'm sorry, because I I want to say there that you also have to be willing to step a little bit outside of your comfort zone. So I'm sure myself. As I stepped out of my comfort zone, I step, myself <laughs> uh, so yeah. step outside of the comfort zone just a little bit so that you can meet and overcome. I guess, your comfort zone.
0: Wow.
2: That's, that's great. great. i got a question for you, uh, Doc. Um, from the very beginning of your profession um, to now um, have you saved any marriage or have you saved any couple from being divorced because of this uh, issues
0: um, I would say yes uh, you know I wouldn't want to go out on a limb and say you know what we did exactly mm-hmm. saved their marriage because it also takes their work and their desire to save that marriage We we have helped save marriages but I don't think that it's just because we stepped in. There has to be some desire for that couple to want to save the marriage, to want to improve the marriage. Now, most of our work comes with couples that are in a good relationship, that they just want a little bit more. They want to spice it up. They want want it to be better. So not a whole lot of time do we work with couples that are right on the splitting edge. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we do get those rare occasions where that's the case. But most of the couples we work with are like, we have a good relationship. It's fine. And that's a big word when they say our relationship is fine or okay. Then that's when we can step in and say, no, that's not okay. We want want you to have this amazing relationship. Yeah.
2: What do you think that one of the major factors from uh, the uh, uh, a couple of getting divorced uh, because of this uh, uh, a sexual uh, lack or lack of uh, uh, what they know about these things?
1: Well, you know, it, it's most people say, and you can manipulate, of course, surveys and and so forth and research to some extent, um, but you know the. the two of some of the biggest things that people supposedly fight about and get divorced over are money and sex. And then, of course, you have after that, then you have your family and how you raise your children and Mm -hmm. your work life and things like that. So money, of course, is probably the biggest argument um, just because it causes a lot of stress, whether you have a lot or you have none. (laughs) It can be very (laughs) stressful all the way around. And then, yeah, when you have the sex life, if it's not satisfactory to the two of you, or to one of you even, then yes, there's going to be, there may be some blame game going on, or or you may be blaming yourself, again, comparing yourself to what you think it's supposed to be like, um, so it, it gets into a much deeper piece than just, hey, we should have sex five times a month. Right. It's so much more than that, because there's not a, hey, there's a certain number, you should do that or not do it. Um, There's just not a magic number in that way. (laughs) So (laughs) it can lead to those things, but there are so many more things that can come into play, so much more work, deeper work. Um, In fact, let me answer it really quickly this way. We just recently, for our Mission Date Night podcast, we interviewed, um, she considers herself a, a former sex therapist, and now she is an intimacy expert, a relationship and intimacy expert, more like us. But the reason she did that was because every time she worked with those couples, focused only on their sex lives, she was like, wait, we've got to go step back because there's there's a different reason that this is now a problem. We've got to go dig in and dive into the relationship and the other intimate aspects of your relationship so that we can fix this part of it or help this part of it.
0: Mm, excellent. Excellent. i got a question for, for both of you, but we'll start with you, uh, Janelle. How, what is, how do you feel about monogamy, and is man a monogamous creature?
1: <laughs> are anybody monogamous creatures? No, because um, I don't think man in general, if we're talking about the species, versus mm-hmm. men and women. Men and that women, one? correct. I'm answering right. the second question first, but, um, you know, not everybody is monogamous. Not everybody has that desire to only be with one partner. Some people would argue differently with me. They wouldn't agree with me, and I get that. But absolutely, my opinion is that not every person wants to be only with one person for the rest of their lives. There's so much more to it than that. You know, it's only been in the last few decades, actually, that we go into relationships and marriages because we love each other. Used to, it was for um, a variety of different reasons, but it was, hey, this is going to help the farm grow, or it's going to do this, and we're going to be, oh, she's going to be able to bear a certain amount of children, and or um, so she's good stock, <laughs> um, or or he is. You know, you go back to that survival of the fittest. Well, then you want, you know, the female, even though well, I want this great male so that I get healthy children, you know, um, or offspring. So that gets into the nature part of it, obviously, because it's. It's more than just humans in that sense. Um, Though Rob and I are advocates for monogamy, and that's what we personally practice, we just refuse to judge somebody else. If someone else wants to be um, in a polyamorous relationship, Mm -hmm. then who are we to say that that's not okay for them? Um, Now, again, that's where obviously Rob and I don't carry a particular religious belief because obviously some would totally disagree with us. So, we just don't think that that's a necessity for everyone. It's again the individuality and what you feel most comfortable in and what you want. Obviously, I would highly recommend that you make sure your partner's on the same page. Because if one wants to be monogamous and the other doesn't, well, now you're headed down a very bumpy road. <laughs> right. Yeah, and there's there's
0: some there's uh, there's benefits on both sides. Obviously, you know those that don't subscribe to monogamy, they like. What they consider that you know uh, newness, that excitement that keeps coming up as they get into a new relationship, a new relationship, a new relationship. But I, with what we teach, that new relationship can happen over and over and over again in the same relationship, in a monotonous relationship, because we are constantly changing. So Janelle's a different person than she was when we got married mm-hmm. 13 years ago. Um, she has different tastes. She has different likes. She, you know, um, might find something tomorrow that she likes even better than mm-hmm. today. Um, so, in that sense, you know, your relationship. So, for those people that say, "Oh, I can't be monogamous because it just gets boring," I think that's a crock. Mm-hmm. Because you can make life as exciting as you want to. Um, but I, I, again, I agree with Janelle. It's not for everybody. Not everybody is just um, one partner. There's, you know, there's people that enjoy having you know, several partners and they all enjoy each other. And that's not our cup of tea, but that's great for them if that works for them. Um, but I think the thing that a lot of people don't understand, and again, it goes back to my earlier statement, is that monogamy and your relationship can get better and better mm-hmm. and better as you go. I mean, there's, uh, there's obviously some... Wonderful things about being monogamous—you don't have to worry about diseases, sexually mm-hmm. transmitted diseases, and things like that. And let, you know, as long as both partners are faithful and <laughs> things like that. But you know, and then there's the, also that piece of getting to know somebody. And you know, if you're if you're working on your relationship constantly, you get to know that person over and over again. You know, it's not. You don't lose touch. So, you know, there there's several ways you can look at that.
1: And I want to just point out what Rob just said, because he said if you are working on your relationship constantly, some people out there maybe go, Oh my God, I have to work on it forever and always <laughs> Yeah, you have to eat every day, don't you? otherwise you'll shrivel sure mm-hmm. up and die. So that is something. If we want it to be healthy, we have to put effort into it constantly. It doesn't have to feel like horrible work. Work can be that beautiful thing that we have a beautiful reward from. When you love your work, whatever it is, whether it's your work in the world, whether it's your hosting a podcast, um, or whether it's the work of your relationship, or it's the work of being a parent, whether you're a parent to a child or a pet, I don't care. It's that (laughs) ability to give this amazing love, and it is constant work. And if it's a pet, you've got
2: don't let the dog out, or you've got a problem there too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tim, do you have something? Oh well, I'm wondering uh, this uh, mentoring couples around the universe. What do you really mean there, Doc? <laughs> around the universe. Rob, Expl- I don't leave out Explain that. Around
0: the world, and he's well, like, well, a starter, we don't, you know as the spiritual person that I am, and I believe there's a lot of things that we don't understand, that we don't know, I'm not 100% sure that we all come from the same place, that we all come from the same um, universe, if you will. Um, I think there's there's things out there that we don't understand that and that we'll never be able to understand. Um, I think because, you know, uh, Dr. John Gray, you know, his famous book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, mm-hmm. um you know, leads us to that that we're different beings. And not only just men and women, but from man to man to woman to woman, we're different. And we don't all come from the same, quote, unquote, place. And so when I say that we're helping couples around the universe, I don't know where everybody comes from. I don't care. I'm here to help them with their relationship, have the greatest experience in it they can. And I don't care where they're from. Now, I mean, if
1: you want to be a little bit more... um, I guess you could say non practical, which perhaps that sounds that way anyway. I don't know. But, um, you know, because there are, of course, many people out there that do believe in um, psychic abilities, which I hate that term to be honest. It's been abused. Um, but the connection to spirit guides. And, uh, and so that gets, sounds very woo woo. And I understand that. We both, Rob and I both completely get that. So we always try to teach. You know, depending on who we're talking to, we try to teach very practically, um, but we also have a very deep connection on that spiritual plane, if you will, uh, that dimension. And so it kind of gets into metaphysics, of course, and and that aspect of spirituality. So, and I happen to be uh, in favor of the string theory, which means there's more than one universe. There's multiple multiverses.
0: <laughs> so uh,
1: when he said that, I was like, yeah,
0: okay. It
1: feels weird, and people are going to freak out when we say that. We can say
2: that. Why not? So. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, thank you. <laughs> go ahead, Colin. You are the expert. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is, uh, you know, there's a lot of. I guess uh, I guess go I look at, I look at myself here and and look at the studying that I've gone I've been doing over the last four five six years and 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 I am in a different, like you guys like both you said, doctors. I am in a different universe from where I was before that point. And most of it has really come with um, trying to get rid of my own ignorance, right, whether it's stuff that I've brought in or whether it's stuff that's been passed on down to the, you know, to the generations from my parents and grandparents. Uh-huh. And I think back to, you know, what I knew about sex, and I didn't really know a whole lot and because it's not really a, a a common subject we learn. i learned what i know about uh sex and the op- in, in in the opposite sex from my dad's Playboy magazines that I found in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I've had to study and to rework some of my own ideas about what it should be and what it shouldn't be, and then how does that relate to how I feel about it? And it's really been a big—it's been a big challenge. And I, so I know that there is a this is a. This is a billion-dollar business, is it not?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, the potential to help so many people here in this area is really phenomenal.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I want to say, since you mentioned Playboy, um, we had the opportunity a few weeks ago, um, actually, I don't know if that's aired yet on one of our podcasts, I have to look, but um, we got to interview Catherine Lee Scott, and she's been in a ton of movies. She was in the Dark Shadows. She was a star in the Dark Shadows TV series in the late 60s, and she was a Playboy bunny, and I was like, oh, we get to talk to a Playboy bunny, because I thought that was fascinating, because I still, I did, I grew up in that era of... While we look down on them, because oh my gosh, really isn't that degrading? And I tell you, she has just to hear her story. Uh, we didn't get to talk much about it, but um, the diversity that was there, and the support, and and in the in that time frame in the '60s that she was in that um, was a bunny, and and it was such a beautiful experience for her. And I just wanted to point that out. I don't I don't know why I feel compelled. I just would say, you know, because we do look at that. Um, you know, with more probably a negative connotation around it a lot of times. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. actually, there were some really beautiful things there because guess what? Apparently, Hugh Hefner loved sex (laughs) and actually really respected those women and brought, as I said, a lot of diversity in. And they learned a lot of beautiful things in life instead of what some people have probably thought of it or think of. Well, and
0: I think that the color brought in an excellent point. Our sexual education is not what we think it is. You know, we have sex ed in school, but it's just the biological functions. Mm -hmm. What happens to your body? Um, Very much Mm -hmm. about the negative connotations. Well, if you do this, if you have sex, you're going to end up pregnant, you're going to blah, blah, blah. And so the young people in our world are not learning about the beautiful aspects of it, the wonderful aspects of it. Yes, you need to be cautious because there are things out there that can harm you or, you know, uh, affect you for life. But they, they fail to tell them about the beautiful parts of it and the, the amazing energy that's involved around it and that it's the only thing on our planet that can create life at this mm-hmm. point.
1: And, and Tim, yeah. in no way do I mean to pick on you, so please don't take it that way. But we come out of those experiences thinking we can't talk about this. I'm embarrassed to talk. I used to, here you go. I
2: used to be very embarrassed. I did not <laughs> want to talk about it. I actually did not really want to talk to it. With now, now you, I'm so now, I'm enjoying, uh, now I'm enjoying. <laughs> now I'm enjoying it. Now, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a common thing that so many people are afraid of it and it does. It comes from the the societal beliefs and, and all the things we talked about a little bit earlier. So um we just need to transform that. We need to shift it up and go, No, this can be a beautiful part of it. It is and it should be, be yes. recognized yes, yes, as such. Yes.
2: Doc, how do you help people? Do you have like an office of so people to go in there and then you teach them or you show them pictures? You, uh, How do you do it? How do you help people uh, besides uh, uh, let them reading your books and all?
1: Um, well, actually, we do most of our work, that's, I guess, and maybe that's another reason we say around the universe because we work globally in that sense. So mm-hmm. as long as we have a phone connection or internet connection, um, we use Skype and, you know, we have those conversations. Um, so it's really, I don't want to say it's talk therapy in that sense. Um, there <laughs> is a conversation. There are a lot of exercises. There are a variety of exercises that we can encourage couples to do, or depending if we're working with an individual, that we can encourage them them kind of homework in that sense, where they were going to, you know, they're going to go do that on their own. So there's never any, um, we're a close on <laughs> kind of
0: education.
1: <laughs> so, you know, uh, because there are, you know, especially some tantra, if you get in, which we do practice aspects of tantra, but you know there are some tantric events that you can go to, and there is nudity, and and everybody's kind of switching partners, and that's just not us, like we said earlier. So um, we like to make everybody as comfortable as possible. So obviously, hopefully it's obvious. We use a lot of humor,
0: <laughs> and um,
1: you know it's playful and it's fun, and in that sense, our clients, <laughs> excuse me, really feel like we're. Um, in a sense. I mean, we, we kind of maintain, obviously, you know, that leadership role of helping them and mentoring them. But that's, to me, that's what a mentor is. It's that good friend that is helping you, and is a few steps, at least a few steps ahead of you. And um, you're, we're still learning and growing, of course, too. Right, yes. So that was a long answer. I'm yappy today. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm really popular.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Colin? Alright, so a uh,
0: two part question here. What is transcendent lovemaking and how would you, I guess, how would you share an easy step that couples can take, uh, to kind of move into this direction?
1: Mm-hmm. Can I take that one? You
0: can take the first part, definitely. Oh, I'm okay. at
1: explaining that. Oh, I got the second part too, but that's okay. <laughs> I know, yes, I have to share. Um, we obviously get really passionate about it. And we both want to talk about it. Transcendent lovemaking. Wow, that's actually a really big topic um, or a big thing to just define. There are so many pieces. There's so many ways that you can actually experience it. Um, part of it can just be feeling so deeply, amazingly close during your lovemaking that you just feel this utter sense of bliss as though maybe you have entered heaven or you've entered that void, um, whatever it could be. Some people see visions. um, They get those images that come through. Rob does that. I occasionally, if I consciously put the effort into it, do that. That's not how I connect to my spirituality, so I don't normally get it that way. Um, You know, and if you are willing to be open-minded enough to go, hey, there's past lives or concurrent lives as Rob and I believe, then you can tap into those. Sometimes Rob, I know personally has done that. We've had other couples talk about that with us, of course. Um, There are are just actually such a long list (laughs) of experiences. It's much more than that. Some people have talked about they hear the voice of God or they hear a voice. And mind you, if you're experiencing this spontaneously, if it kind of comes out of the blue, which happens for people at times, it can be frightening. If, and particularly if it's something that you don't even have that, if it's different than your spiritual views or again lack thereof, um, then you're like, what? That's not what I thought. I don't even believe in that. So it can be a little nerve-wracking, can be a little scary. But if you do it with, con- you know, a conscious intention. And which Rob will share that, how to maybe that first step. Um, then it's that amazing um yeah, I've listed some off. Another piece that I want to say though that is can be an amazing thing that starts to happen is the synchronicities in your life start to line up. You'll see things that you're like, wow and, and you know, we all know hopefully what synchronicity is. Um but those synchronistic events, when you pay attention, it's just really profound how it happens. And I know on a practical level, I said this earlier, uh, it opens you up to being more creative. You're able to solve problems better. You're more confident. Um, You feel healthier, which is obviously the biological aspect. But those things come into play So on a personal level as well as on a business or career level. Those are also profound aspects.
0: Now, to experience something like this, the first thing you need to do is open your mind and not expect anything to happen. You know, you can't go based on somebody who's like you know said, I get visions. That might not be the case for you. But you need to be present in that moment, which sounds like you should be anyhow, and you're <laughs> making love. But you need to be present and kind of take take stock of all your senses. What am I feeling? Do I? Is there a smell? A smell that I'm I'm picking up on? Is there a, a pain in my body, a certain place that seems kind of weird? Um, am I seeing something? You know, is there a different emotion that? And you know, maybe I feel like crying during that. You just have to be open to all of those and see what happens for you because it can come in various different ways and it might not. Like I said, my very first time, I thought I, I would experience some fireworks and some you know something amazing, and I got a vision, you know, just a picture of like out in the woods, and I was like, you know, that's not what I was expecting. But later on, I found out how valuable and how important that was, and how it shaped my what we do now. But you have to be open and go, okay, show me how I'm going to get that. I, another thing to be very um, conscious of is the whole experience from the the time that you, um, you start foreplay, you start touching each other, um, even to the point after orgasm where you're laying there because a lot of things happen after what we call the valley orgasm, mm-hmm. after, you know, you have that physical orgasm, then you have what we call valley orgasm, and a lot of people describe that as getting very tired, but this is your body trying to reach out and touch into something else. And it usually comes across to most of us as tired. But if you can pay attention during that time, there's some wonderful things that you might find out right there.
2: Wow, I wonder why people are screaming for God all the time. Uh, <laughs> Colin. How <do> you know? <laughs> <Very good point>. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Go ahead, Colin. <laughs>
0: uh, so, Well... Uh, Dr. Rob, and uh, what do you, what are you most passionate about these days? <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it's an obvious question, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you're, what you're working on, what you're working on, uh, you know, manifesting over the next thirty oh, days that's or
1: so. Easy. Come on now,
0: oh, we are most passionate about manifesting? I can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love to move. We um, we lived in Indiana for a while, and when we set our intention, we wanted to move someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up, through all our, our, like I said, our sexual law of attraction mm-hmm. and and our, you know, getting the signs that we were given, we ended up in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we are setting our sights on someplace more tropical. Um, we're thinking maybe Denver might not have been the best place because of the snow that we have now <laughs> up here. But we're looking for someplace tropical. So that's as far as our... Um, our goals, if you will. Yeah, that's that's cool. where, you know, that's where we're focusing our sexual energy at this time. Um, on a personal level, um, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. There's so much more out there. Um, I love um, picking up these traditions, ancient traditions, even modern tradition, and trying to see how they incorporate into our sex life. Um, one of my favorite topics that I like to talk about is how we can connect to concurrent life, as Janelle and I believe, through our orgasm and how pieces of that show up at that time, even to the point of where we might actually, you know, the French call the orgasm a little death,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I actually think it's the opposite. I think we live an entire life in that momentary orgasm, <laughs> that physical... fun places that I go, uh <laughs> That physical orgasm. Yeah. So, you know, those are things that I'm researching on um, all the time. I keep my mind open. Um, And as I so often say, I'm not looking for answers, I'm looking for questions, because every time I get a new question, it gets my mind thinking, and it opens new doors, and it makes me look at something a little differently. I feel like when I get what I would consider an answer, that's where the trail stops, and I don't want to get there. I want to get to that next question and then to the next question. That's fantastic. How can we, uh, how can you let our listeners know a little bit more about you? Where would they go to find some information?
1: missiondatenight.com that has um we just rebranded recently so i don't have every single thing on there but um it certainly has the majority of our information and how they can connect with us whether it's on social media or how they can work with us all of the things are on there and of course as always as we personally grow and evolve and change so does our work so um but yeah missiondatenight.com
0: and would you be willing to to do something for our listeners? Maybe we pick out a random listener for a book or a, uh, some sort of a some sort of contact with you. Would that be something we could do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have the Shape of Your Relationship program, and if uh, it's really cool, it's actually available on the site right now. It's like forty-seven bucks. You know, it's not an not an expensive piece. Um, so we try to make things available to, you know, all budgets, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, absolutely, we can um, give somebody access to that at no cost to them.
2: Outstanding, Tim. Anything? Wonderful. No, thank you very much. I'm hiding under the table now.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking
2: I'm thinking about Kama Sutra as speak uh, as you're speaking now. But anyway, thank you very much. It's a, it's a wonderful experience to hear about something that uh not too many people talk talked about, you know? Yeah. Thank
0: you. And for all of our listeners, that's uh, you can reach Dr. Drs. Rob and Janelle Alex at missionsdatenight.com. Well, I just wanted to say this has been a fantastic hour. Uh, I really appreciate the um, the insight and the and the awareness that goes into a topic like this. And. Man, I I know that I'm constantly. I feel like you two as well, and Tim. I, I'm constantly learning, and the more I can learn about <laughs> yeah, myself, I am too. The yes, <laughs> the the better off I'm going to be to the people around me, for sure. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. and let your I know that you know you guys are not abnormal. There are so many couples
2: <laughs> that have that
1: level of sex drive. That actually is probably more normal than
2: uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all awesome. right, go Well, on. Then. Well,
0: thank you guys, and uh, we'll have this up uh, uh, probably the next 24, 48 hours, and then I will have all your information posted on the website, and we will wrap this up for everybody um, at Journey to Success Radio Network. Thank you,
2: and thank you for our guests. Have a great thank day. Thank you. All right, you too, you guys. You too.